Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the Outkick network, this is Outkick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Glad you're with us. Outkick 360 rolls on from 6th and Peabody with y'all here in Old Smoky Moonshine. We are here in the arcade room, the game room here at 6th and Peabody, our studio under renovation. Uh, with uh, Outkick and Fox. Uh, so we'll be out either outside in the beer garden or here in the arcade here at Six of Peabody for the week as uh, things get uh, a, a bit of a refurbishing. Refurbishing. Spruced up. Yeah. Well, I think it's yeah. more than a spruce. Uh, Even more. Less, we're churching things up around here. Less than, a, uh, less than a year in the studio, and we're already getting the, uh, the big upgrade. I like it. Um, I do like this, to um, that soon. I do like the space that we're in uh, today here in the arcade. There's a, something about the, uh, the acoustics, the vibe, the temperature is good in this arcade. Mm, All things that I appreciate. It's good if you like cold. Nick Foles is now with the Indianapolis Colts. Frank Reich uh, getting another former quarterback of his with the Eagles. Um, he will be the backup for Matt Ryan. So it's Matt Ryan and Nick Foles in Indy. It's an upgraded backup situation for yes. them for sure. Yes, and it's an intriguing signing um, from this perspective. Um, there, were, there was talk that Nick Foles could end up in Cleveland if Deshaun Watson gets slapped with a six-game-plus suspension. Yeah, I don't understand that because they already made their decision on a backup Knowing that Deshaun Watson again, could get who's suspended. the backup for the first six weeks? Oh, the, the a backup to the backup. Yeah, so you would sign you would sign Nick Foles, and then have him and Brissett in the mix moving forward. You know, it's not going to be Baker. Baker, by the way, is not showing up to the voluntary OTAs, in which Cleveland. was expected. So, so if you're Nick Foles as a free agent, right? You're you're saying. Where am I more likely to play behind Brissett during a suspension of a length that I don't know? Yeah. Or behind Ryan, who is a statue, so could get hurt depending on how that line comes together in Indianapolis. Or and or plus, who do I ra- who would I rather play for coaching staff wise? And that's probably the tiebreaker there is that he has a good relationship with Reich. Who he won a Super Bowl for? Yep. So. Yeah, I think it's a, you know, a no-brainer. I mean, given Matt Ryan's age, chances he's not going to play every game this season. You get another veteran guy that. I mean, you're thinking. I feel like with every backup quarterback, I think of it in terms of if our starters out for four games, can this guy get us to two and two over those games? And Nick Foles could theoretically do that in Frank Reich's system, being familiar with it. So that's, that's how you look at that situation. So I, I think it's a good move by Indy. Detroit Lions, they, they will be featured on Hard Knocks during uh, August, during training camp. During the season, we saw the Colts last year, uh, season-long Hard Knocks. This year, the Arizona Cardinals. We will see uh, all of that play out with Kingsbury, 
with Kyler Murray, who is not showing up. With DeAndre uh, Hopkins coming off suspension. In yep. Uh, and are suspension. they still good enough when he returns for him to make a difference? It is a, it is a pressure-packed year in Arizona, and Hard Knocks will be there through HBO for the season. Um, I didn't watch on a weekly basis with Indy until either. the end, but the drama that we knew would be on film had me tuning in at the end of the season when they lost to Jacksonville. There will be drama with the Arizona Cardinals. Undoubtedly. Either with Kyler Murray, Cliff Kings, something. Something's going to happen this season. That's a good pick. Yeah. If you, it's, I don't know how they pick them, but that's, that a good, that's a good that's selection. That's what you want in that show is something happened this week, so I've got to go see it. That really happened with Indianapolis yeah. at the end with the Jacksonville loss in the season wrap because I think there's, there are two audiences, people who are going to watch no matter what, and then people more like us who are going to tune in when something's going down. I need for the teams to stop having full veto power. I think there's well, going to be a lot more interest in it. That's not going to happen. They're not not all of them do. Well, it seems more and more, and I don't watch it all the time, it I seems more and more like they've got a lot of veto power about, about certain things that are on the show or not on the show. Oh, the, oh sorry, the veto power on, on the edit. final edit. On the edit. Yes, I I'm saying I don't, on who's on the show. I, I wish that it was less of the teams getting to edit out anything they wanted and a little bit more of a give and take. Yeah, there's no, there's no way to get – they're going to let you in. Well, there's no that. way because, yeah, they're a partner of the NFL, yeah. and this is, this is part of the deal. I get that, but I just don't feel like we're ever you know, getting the full – things that I would see happen over the course of a training camp or when something would go down. I mean, I, I tuned in for one episode of the Colts deal because the collapse in Jacksonville, right? I think we all did. Well, I mean, that was good, but I'm sure there was a lot they left out. I was surprised they showed certain things too because Carson Wentz looked so bad. In that episode, and Frank but, Reich. yeah, I mean, post game in the locker room, and maybe they just didn't know soft. that they were going to yeah. look, you know, bad to everyone watching. But that's I, I need less editorial control of the by the teams in these settings. Hit us up on Twitter at Outkick three sixty. Um, I want to get into AJ Brown in, in just a moment because uh, uh, Paul wasn't here for our conversation late last week. Uh, but Paul, you sent me a story this morning that the final phone booth. There was one remaining, an old-school phone booth, uh, quarter pay-for-the-call type situation in uh, New York that has been removed. That was the not, last a, of not a phone booth that you close, like the old, old school, you know, uh, open three side-by-side yeah. side that are open. My question is, what the hell was it still doing there? <laughs> I, I mean, I would have thought this story could have been 10 years old. I don't know who's using a coin phone booth. Hell, my buddies and I in Vegas had a conversation. My one friend wasn't sure he knew his wife's cell phone number. So we That's were talking I, about, I mean, like, if you lost your phone. We talked about, like, if one of us lost our phone, how would we find the other two guys? I, I wouldn't know your guys. I wouldn't be able to call any of you. I'd have to email. Yeah, I would just give up. I mean, well, I guess I'm not talking to anyone ever again. My phone's not here. I'm, I'm done now. I mean, it's backed up on the cloud. My, I'm so conditioned to stuff. have to have the phone right there and the access I only to know, the people. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain I know my on, wife. Uh, yeah, Claire. I can call Claire, and I can call my parents' landline. Yeah, I don't I'm the same their, way. I don't even know I their cell phone numbers. I do not know my parents' cell phone numbers. I know the landline because it was mine when I grew up. I don't. And I know Angie's. That's probably about it at this point. Um, th- why don't they not make that like a historic marker? I feel like the final phone booth should be protected. Yeah, like there are buildings in the National Registry 
you know, for historical buildings oh, and, and features of cities everywhere, I feel like the final I'm New sure, York City phone booth should be protected. I'm sure there are plenty of historical markers, markers all over that phone, Chad. Uh, yes, no. <laughs> um, that's why it's not uh, yeah. being put in the, the DNA, Smithsonian. you're saying. Well, yeah, there could I, be some evidence. I wonder if they, that if they were taking it somewhere or if they were just throwing it away. That That is an interesting idea. No, but I so, want it there. Like, I want yeah, the ability right. take uh, a picture. for our kids to go there 40 years from now and, and take a photo with yeah. the last known a working phone booth in the city of New York. So here's what. here's what came with the tweet, which was from Darren Ravel, uh, and it was video of a truck lifting it. But it said, history in 1889, now I just lost it as the tweet actually calls up. In 1889, the first payphone was installed by William Gray. Gray also invented the catcher's chest protector and sold the patent to Spalding. Those are two pretty wow. good inventions, a phone booth, and a catcher's chest protector. And there's a video sat, chat if you want to see it. It's a little sad. They're just uh, lifting it up out of the ground and putting it on a flatbed truck. I just think it's a missed well, There is a news crew there. The PIX Channel 11 from New York is there. It's been viewed uh, it's somewhat sentimental, 723,000 times. <laughs> it looks relatively clean, by the way. Yeah. Uh, given the, they probably cleaned mind, it up for this moment. I was they wanted yes. it to go out in style. Yeah. Poor guy who had to go clean that thing. <laughs> Oh, what a job. I feel like they should have kept uh, it there where people could go and pose And, and with somebody it. says in the comments there was an actual working booth with a closing door on West End Avenue <laughs> as recently as last fall. So wow. that, that's even more amazing. That's the one they should have kept as a historical marker. Um, historical uh, markers for A.J. Brown anytime he tweets because we don't, you have to screenshot uh, it for history. It, yeah, immediately. Um, you don't know if it's going to be available. And I've I got a whole file full yeah. of A.J. Brown. Tweet. I haven't looked to see recently um, if his one from last week, his statement uh, has been deleted or not, but it's, uh, the quotes are out there through multiple reports that he, he feels unsafe uh, about returning to Nashville to host a football camp. Paul, I said on Friday, I said, A.J., it's A.J.'s prerogative to hand that off to someone else if he, if he chooses. But to act like Twitter, um, even, if, even if you are saying uh, that you believe that someone threatened him on Twitter, um, the, the, to, the idea that someone is going to act on it, Come it's on. ridiculous. Come also, on. You, I've been to some of these camps. There's security no at doubt. these camps. Um, and also, he... he disengaged from the camp very quickly after the yeah, trade. Yeah, this, this Made was it right after. Okay, so it's not been some... Or the hatred was on the Titans Right, then. and the hatred is about the fact that he was so happy to get out. But this hatred has not been expressed and made him back out of the camp. He backed out of the camp, which caused the hatred. You have to put things in chronological order here. So he, people are pissed that he backed out of the camp. People aren't uh, aren't you know, it, it, he didn't get the anger and then back out of the camp. And this idea that he's fearful or whatever, it's just too much. Look, AJ, you understand people get pissed off. You drop a couple passes, people get pissed off. You leave a team, you can't expect immediately that people are going to be happy about it. In the long run, especially if things go okay for the Titans, you'll be remembered fondly for what you did here. But if you think you're going to be at the gas station now and people are going to throw you a parade instead of saying, man, I really wish you'd stayed. You screwed us over. Our odds are down for the Super Bowl. You're being naive. And on Twitter, you come across like a naive guy. You don't in person. 
You don't when you're catching passes that help the Titans win games and now maybe the Eagles. But on Twitter, you come across like this soft baby, and I, it doesn't fit your personality. But your Twitter personality's atrocious. Yeah, I mean, he, he, look, you come across enough times as a soft baby, you're being a soft baby. He's not soft on the football field, but it sounds like in real life he's pretty soft. Because in that statement, he's essentially saying, I can't stop myself from beating someone up or trying to fight you if you say words to me at this camp. So if someone comes there, then I'm, I'm going to treat them. You know, they say anything to me. First off, the people that are going to come there are going to ask you to sign their A.J. Brown jersey. Exactly. Let me, let me tell you who's going to show up the at the camp. the presence of a great football player. It's, it's not even going to be anyone that's tweeted. It's going to be the people that tweet us anytime. You know, it's going to be people that, uh, that, that tweet you, Paul, crushing you when A.J. Brown MFs you on Twitter. They're going to show up. A.J., I love you so much, man. We're oh, really going to miss you. There's going to be autograph requests or what's going to yeah. happen. No physical violence. And I'm sorry, A.J. Brown, if you can't handle heckling or someone saying something really mean to you without taking a swing at them you're going to or going after them, city. you're in Philadelphia now. We're going to find out a lot about A.J. Brown in Philly. And maybe when he gets on that football field, he shuts it out and it doesn't matter. But man, oh man, looks less like you want to talk about a different culture of a fan base in its city. You were treated like a god in Nashville. And this is a friendly town. You are going to one that is not very friendly. He's going to need to get off Twitter. Especially to their athletes. He's going to need to get off Twitter there. Uh, I mean, if he has a bad game, and he's probably going to have a bad game, it, the reaction on Twitter up there is going to be vile. Also, and violent. How many tweets or Instagram posts would you need to delete in order for you to say, maybe I'll step off uh, Twitter for a little while? Or not tweet. If I just had a string of tweets that I'm like, I'm delete, 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 I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take a little sabbatical from Twitter for a while until I can post something I don't have to immediately take down. Once I get to that place, then I'll be okay. I don't think he's uh, getting that. I don't think he's getting that sense. Well, and if you want, if you uh, are trying to avoid the reaction that we're having, screenshot. Screenshot the death threats. Yes, Call them out. Send a couple out, and everybody will be sympathetic. That's, that's well, simple. it's not even sympathetic. They'll just go after the idiot that's right. doing yeah, it. Yeah, you change where reported. the attention yeah. goes. The attention goes to the idiot that's, that's making the threat. The, Look, I, I think that, that anyone, I think that anyone will, will, go, will be the police for him on that. I, I've received threats on Twitter. I think anyone and with any profile, Public much less A.J. Brown's star NFL receiver profile, has received threats from anonymous people on Twitter and some that may not be as anonymous I did Twitter. over my interaction with A.J. Brown. I yeah, I mean, I, I had someone tell me they were going to rape me to death on, on Twitter, and it was an actual person that you could find and see where they worked and everything else. I mean, it, is that right? No. Did I think that he was actually going to try to do it? No, because Twitter's not real life. Is that why you canceled uh, coaching your daughter's game that night? Yeah. Well, you didn't want to show up? Did you win the tournament? Uh, uh, not over yet. Played our first tournament game, won 17-7 in four innings uh, by run rule, and um, played Tuesday, uh, tomorrow night. Weather permitting in the championship game against so the number two seed, number one seed. Weather's fine. Tomorrow. Number two you're, seed you're are playing play. for the championship. You're so. playing tomorrow. Nice. Get after it, Chad. Simon, again, tomorrow's the championship. Did not get to throw as we stacked things up and looked ready for a prime run yesterday, and then he ended up crying on the way home, uh, understandably, because he's gone two weekends in a row where he's thrown a combined one and one third as they save him for the prime game. We've got to reassess how we go into these things. Uh, Chad, your first pitch tomorrow is at 7 o'clock for the championship? 6 o'clock. Are we selling tickets for this Six thing? 6 o'clock. Let's sell some tickets, make some money for charity. 79 degrees, 
and partly cloudy. If uh, Corey's hearing this right now, I invite Corey out with a camera to get me mic'd up for this championship game. And I also, much like every NFL team on Hard Knocks, I reserve final edit. And uh, (laughs) final edit could be we don't air the episode if we lose. Oh, wow. (laughs) Complete edit. Complete veto power if we lose the game. Or I do or say something stupid. So, uh, Which is likely. Wrapping up the the chat about uh, AJ, it's his own prerogative if he doesn't want to do the camp. After he gets traded, yes. I mean, all, all he has to I say is, "All you have to say is the Titans traded me," which is one hundred percent accurate and true. Correct. The Titans chose not to pay me. I'm now in Philadelphia. I'm working on uh, my rapport with a new quarterback, um, and we're, I'm off to the running on uh, this multi-million-dollar contract that I wanted. And uh, Nashville's been nice knowing you. Here's so and so to take over the camp. Yeah. That, 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 Just say, I, I assume that Nashville wanted a Titan as a part of the camp, and I'm no longer right. a Titan because they traded me. Jarrell Casey got traded to Denver. He then handed off a, a, a philanthropic thing that he was working on to Kevin Byard, who then took over that event, the, the offseason, that Jarrell got traded. Or you can continue and to do it. And guess who else was upset with the Titans? Do. Jarrell Casey, when he got traded right. that time. Or you can continue to do it. Anthony Ferks are nowhere near the same level, I understand. But his, his contract was up. Titans had no more interest in him. He signed with Atlanta. He's doing with some B-level Titans the same camp that he used to do here. And it benefits a charity that his fiance works with. Okay. That's why he's doing it. But some guys continue to do things in the city where they built their thing. Uh, You know, some guys continue to live in the city where they initially played. It it works different for every guy. You know, but it's not like some people are saying, oh, my God, A.J. Brown could never do that. That's not true. Guys do that. Just stop playing the victim. Over and over again. Yeah. I mean, even on the, the initial thing that was deleted on the draft night where he's traded, Titans fans, I promise this is not me. This is not my fault. I had nothing to do with this. I wanted to be I – mean, and then deletes like he didn't it. didn't want that contract. I mean, we know exactly what was going on. You wanted to get paid. The Titans weren't willing to pay you what Philly was, so you got traded, and you got the money that you wanted. Good for you. Stop talking about it. And then if you cancel the camp and you don't want to be here because you're not a Titan, don't come back weeks later and say it's because people are threatening you on Twitter. You want it out because you want it out, and that's fine. Whatever. Face the criticism that comes with that. And again, like my response to it has been um, all the stories are about, you know, his his reaction and his his statement, you know, pro football talk or wherever you look, it says – you know, uh, the fans are uh, threatening me and my, I don't want to put my family or the kids in harm's way. And I'm thinking, dude, it, it, Titans fans were, did nothing but adore you. Yeah. Like, it's uh, not realistic. You know, the, the bot on Twitter, if, you, if uh, the, those that have his, the defense of A.J. Brown saying, oh, until you receive a threat, you can't have a reaction, I'm thinking, uh, coming from the same people that say Twitter isn't real life, uh, you're now pointing to A.J. Brown as a sympathetic figure here. Those two don't add up. Hit us up with your reaction at Outkick 360 coming up. Uh, a report late last week that, and Jeremy Fowler was in a notes uh, column that he does on uh, future contracts after this year and possible extensions this summer slash training camp season going into the regular season. And you, it, you have to go about knee deep into the column, and he's got a little note about Derrick Henry. We normally don't see big-time investment on extensions for running backs in the NFL. And I want to discuss 
if we're buying what Fowler says, which is the Titans are open to extending Henry, who has two years left on his current contract. That discussion is next on Outkick 360. What's up, everyone? It's Nick Wright, and I got something exciting to talk to you about today. Angie, your ultimate destination for getting all your jobs done well. Now, Angie isn't just your average home services marketplace. It's a game changer with over 150 million homeowners served and a network of over 200,000 skilled pros. Angie has experience and expertise to tackle any project with ease. Whether you're looking to spruce up your backyard or undergo a major home renovation, Angie's got your back and their pros are locally based, often running small businesses right in your community. And here's the best part. Angie makes the process seamless from researching and comparing pros to scheduling services at your convenience. Angie's user-friendly platform puts you in control. So why settle for anything less than perfection when it comes to your home? With Angie, you can trust every project will be completed with the utmost care and professionalism. So get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I or download the app today to discover why homeowners across the nation are turning to Angie to get all their jobs done well. From one vet nationally known on the Titans roster to another, and Derrick Henry, um, I'll kick 360 rolls on. A couple of contract notes that I found really interesting from Jeremy Fowler. So Aaron Donald is going to be the next big moneymaker uh, contract announcement non-quarterback that we're going to hear. The Rams are looking for an extension there, and uh, signs are pointing to that getting done before training camp. So once that happens, then there will be a structure in place for Nick Bosa, who will use the Aaron Donald new money as a, a, a something to point at and say, we need to get something similar to this. Kyler Murray, of course, is going to dominate headlines because he's not showing up for off-season work uh, on, the, on the voluntary end of this. We'll find out at the mandatory minicamp how that goes. He's not showing up. And then um, aside from that, Cooper Cup, who right now who is coming off of a year where he had 145 catches for nearly 2,000 yards, is the 18th highest paid wide receiver on per-year average. Now, the Rams extended him with two years left, I believe, on his rookie contract um, because they saw great value in getting that done when they did. So that's why he's currently 18th, and some other big money deals have taken place this offseason, like A.J. Brown, like Christian Kirk and others, that have knocked him down to 18, where he was probably, I don't know, around 10 or 11 whenever the offseason started. Nonetheless, Cooper Cup... um, who's a 2024 free agent could get an extension, but one that's not going to break the bank um, in order to help out the cap structure of, of LA. So those are all interesting. And then you, you keep going down and there's a wild card section. Um, And he, first thing Jeremy Fowler brings up on the wild card section is 2024 free agent, Derek Henry. He has, I'm just going to read straight from Fowler. He has two years left on his current contract. And running backs typically don't get paid early, but I'm hearing the Titans are at least open to a possible new deal with Henry. Henry has salaries of 12 million, 15 million cap hit this year, 
$12.5 million next year and a $15.5 million cap hit next year over the, this combined over the next two years. So it's $24 million in salary, $24.5 million in salary, and more than $30 million cap hit over the next two years, the final two of his contract. Initially, it was a four-year extension. Paul, correct me if I'm wrong, for $50 million. I think that sounds right. Um, so you, by extending Henry, can lessen the cap hit. But by extending Henry, you're extending a position that normally teams don't extend into a third deal. You Am can't. I, yeah. I mean, you can't extend him without seeing the foot. And I don't think you can extend him, period. 30-year-old running back in 2024, assess him then. There'll be no competition for him. Nobody's shopping for a 30-year-old running back. Look, this year, um, on June 2nd, they get the $9.5 million from Julio Jones' cut. They'll be at 11, slightly over 11th, $11 million in cap money. That moves them from 29th in the league to 15th. They'll be fine. That's contingency yep. money, whatever they have left uh, on the draft, and they've done pretty well with their draft picks. They're fine. Next year against the projected cap, uh, they're 15 over. But, look, if Malik Willis pans out and he's your starter in 2023, you're trading or releasing uh, Ryan Tannehill and you get $17.8 million in a cap, well, you're under. Even, the, the caveat, I understand exactly what you're saying because the cheaper options to go with the rookie on uh, the, the young quarterback on a rookie deal. However... You can still you're 15 over, and without Tannehill and a veteran coming in, you can still have a very cap friendly deal on year one of a veteran quarterback coming in. Right, right. If, if Nicholas Petit Frere and Dylan Radins pan out, you could be out from Lawan, and you'd be right at under. Now, I think Lawan could have a good year and still be a reasonably good cost at 14 million for a starting left tackle on the last year of his deal, or you could redo with him if you feel like. He's recovered from the knee and has some more good years left. But there are a lot of things that can happen. You, the last thing you want right now is to put Derrick Henry money into 2024. These are the kind of moves that have put them in the straits that they're in next year right now. These are the kind of moves that made it hard for them to give A.J. Brown the money that, that would have kept him here now. Mm -hmm. And first and foremost, you've got to see what Derrick Henry is. But if Derrick Henry is back to being some version of Derrick Henry, what you're going to do is run him into the ground the next two years. No doubt. And, in the ne and after two years, what's he going to be as a 30-year-old running back who's had conceivably another two so, years with close to 300 carries? And let, two years removed from a Jones fracture. Right. And in his so let's, let's look at this from what makes sense, why this is a note. Also, this is, this is one, one more thing. At least open to a possible new deal. Mm -hmm. There are two versions of soft language there. Well, soft language in a report that I, I was, I, I just found it peculiar um, because the way I understand it, in order to keep A.J. Brown, they could have done that. They could have restructured and extended Tannehill and Henry or Lawan right. and chose and not to. And they didn't do any of those things. So why would they do that? down the road. Well, so... It's a contract, and I, I said this the other day, former Titan wide receiver Derek Mason uh, radio show here in town on the game. And I, I joined them, and they asked me about what I think of the offense. And I said, look, 
the offense still goes through Derrick Henry. And then they, uh, they, the question, Paul, was how do I expect him to be used? And I said they have never had a, a carry count on him at all. The offense has always been they could be down 17 points in the third quarter at Carolina. I've witnessed it. We all have. They're still going through him. And I said his contract is set up where they can, and you, you mentioned it, they can run him into the ground now Use and it would be beneficial. So when I see this note, after I'm thinking that way, I'm thinking to myself, you know who else knows this, is Derrick Henry and his agent. And if A.J. Brown's asking for an extension, if Hunter Renfro or whoever is asking for an extension out in, in Vegas based on usage, um, Henry's probably asking for that too. And coming off of a, an injury that he had, and he came back, and I was amazed that he came back off the injury when he did. Um, not effective in the playoff game. Nonetheless, the way he rehabbed behind closed doors and silent and came back ready to go Fantastic. was phenomenal. But it's rare to come off an injury and get a contract extension like that, yeah. especially when the team, I won't say picked up where he left off because they, they missed certain aspects of Henry. But they did period. quite well with But they did very well. With very a, well running. With two guys right. off the street. Uh, number four, number five in the league rushing without Henry in the lineup last year. But, Point being, Henry hasn't been at these, at these OTAs. A.J. Brown wasn't showing up. And it was because he was not showing up for the reason prior to the draft that ultimately got him traded. Um, now, while I'm not saying that Henry's demanding any trade, and I'm not saying that he's demanding a massive payday, it's interesting that this is a note that the Titans are open to it when the news after A.J. got traded was, they weren't open to a contract extension to pay him what he was going to get elsewhere, so they traded him while they could. It's a, it's a different message, and I'm, I'm curious so, why the message is being put out there. Well, two you things. You see where I'm going with yeah, that? Yeah, I do, I do. And I thought the same thing when I read it and when I wrote about it this morning. I almost called, uh, said it sounds like it's coming from Todd France, but it's so soft. No, I think it's coming from the Titans because the Titans know that Todd France and Henry – know that they know that they're, the Titans offense is going through him they they know that by the fact that they just traded away their best wide receiver and the contract is set up to run him into the ground yeah but here's the thing that it says is that um they would put in uh, escape hatches so if you're <laughs> if you're Derrick Henry, but the and you're going to get some upfront up money, right, right. but they're going to put us in escape hatches, so you know as soon as you fall off the table, they're going to press a button, and the floor behind, uh, underneath <laughs> you is going to disappear, and you're going to go down a chute. Is that the most appealing scenario for you? Or if you're a confident Derrick Henry who feels like, my foot's back, I had two slow years at the beginning of my career that actually make me two years younger than I am, and in two years I'm still going to be a damn commodity, and I'd rather get a chance to go sign another contract with somebody instead of having my team push a button on escape hatches. What's I think that? it would be seen as somewhat insulting. Uh, there's no way that he, that language came from Todd Friend. No, right. No. Right. And escape hatches is, is insulting, I think. Well, if you're Derrick Henry, though, the insulting thing is you're the fifth by year average, you're the fifth highest paid running back in the league. So he is vastly underpaid. But he's the third highest cap number on the Titans this year and fifth He's the next second year. highest cap number for any running back behind Zeke Elliott in the league. Which is quite But he's reasonable. the fifth. But again, cap hit and what you're paid by league average, different things. So 
what you're paid by year average is what matters to the player. He's fifth in the league. That is underpaid by him. And even if you are the most confident person on the planet, you just suffered a Jones fracture. You may feel like you're back, but you know full well yes. that they are going to run you until you can't run anymore. So this is Derrick Henry, if he's going through his agent, reaching out saying, let's get me paid one more signing bonus, one more guaranteed contract, add a year, add two years, whatever. You're going to use me up anyways. Let's get it out of the way now. This is what's owed to me by the organization is what he's thinking. And I will be your workhorse, and I will run myself into the ground if needed for the next two years. But, Paul, even if you're the most confident guy in the world, and, again, I am one who says – you sign a contract, that's your contract. You should at least to last fulfill year. that Not contract, two years right? Not well, two years but I can also understand thinking, man, here I've got two years and they're gonna do whatever they want with me and I'm done. Also the last we saw of him against Cincinnati, he should have been sat down for Deontay so, Foreman. I say that to, to say I understand where Henry and the agent would come from with that. I get the thinking. I would be somewhat sympathetic to that if I'm the Titans. But if I am a business and I am the Titans, there is no way I'm signing him to an extension. He's in a tough spot, and here's the fact of the matter. Even Derrick Henry, who's a phenomenal otherworldly running back, and I've said this for a long time, guys, he's otherworldly, but he's still a running back. He's still going to turn 30, and running backs who turn 30, no matter what, are running backs who turn 30. Well, agreed. But from a business perspective, every, Chad, everything you said is accurate. Um, from a business perspective, Todd France and Derrick Henry. So, so let, let's rewind a bit here. Um, during the injury, right after the injury, he didn't speak from Indianapolis, which was October 31st, until pre-Cincinnati, the pre-Cincinnati Wednesday, playoff game. Or Thursday. During that, I would say no less than five to seven times, Mike Vrabel was asked if that injury had to do with the way he was used and wear and tear based on number of carries. And he said no. He said no. Which is an unreasonable okay. and incorrect answer. He said no. A stress fracture. So, stress so, comes from what? Work. So Chad mentioned this, the, the stress fracture and the uncertainties of coming back. Derrick Henry is one more injury like that away. From maybe done. From that description being accurate. Wear and tear. And there's no way you can say, well, uh, this has nothing to do with usage. However, we know for a fact they will use him as much as they absolutely can because they do it every single week. So the description of wear and tear wasn't a factor versus your, your client has a chance to cash in for a third time and another injury away prevents that payday from happening. He's not on social media. He's not A.J. Brown. By the way, neither, neither is Lamar Jackson, and that doesn't mean Lamar Jackson won't make top dollar. You, but you better believe Derrick Henry wants another payday. And before the age of 30. And to get there, he's got to position himself quietly because that's how he goes about things this way. I, I can't help but think there have been discussions because this exact situation has been brought up. I also, though, think he actually has less leverage than A.J. Brown had. Hey, look at what Deontay Foreman did last year. They've got a good run-blocking offensive line. They let Foreman go because they think they can replace Foreman with a similar guy. They drafted him in the fourth round out of Michigan and Hassan 
Haskins, mm-hmm. and I think they think if Derrick Henry, he's not going to hold out because of the money involved, but if he held out, we'd plug in Hassan Haskins, and in our system, no, he's not going to give us the home runs that Derrick Henry does, but could he give us eight yards when we need eight yards on a running play that's blocked up well? Yes, he could. But the, there are different forms of leverage here. A.J. had the leverage of another team, and he... Again, playing his hand, it was either going to be the Titans or another team. That's how you get paid here. Henry has the leverage of being the offense. That that is the that's the exception here. Is and you want the offense to be happy. And and I understand what you're saying. Right now, they were very productive running the football without it. But they did have AJ during. They are a contender with him, and and that that to me is the difference. Uh, And and. That's the leverage that he has. Yeah, but he's not going to go away, um, is the thing. Not, he's yeah, not going anywhere. Right. But I think the, the, the leverage would be, hey, you know, uh, sign us right. up here. You can, if you want to put some, some outs in there, so be it. But we're looking for one more signing payday, one more extension payday. The problem that, is – That's the benefit of the agent and the player. If they were in good cap shape now, I wouldn't be averse to them giving him money yeah. now. That counts now. But you can't put money into years where he's maybe, probably not going to be on the team because that's the problem you have well, with, if these, you're, with these other guys. If you're going to make a move. Julio just Jones to, is costing them $14 yeah. million. Dollars well, look, if you're, gonna do, if, if you're going to do something to do right by someone in your organization, Derrick Henry's the guy to do it for, but it is not a good business move. You can't be charitable. Because, again, even the most optimistic of people – would say if they continue to run him at this rate for the next two years, coming off the Jones fracture, it's not going to be pretty two to three years from now. Maybe he's got – I mean, before we were all saying maybe he's just different. Maybe he's just different. Then, boom, he has a Jones fracture, and he's not different. You know, guys are eventually going to break down. So I, I don't know how you can look at Derrick Henry and not think he's got two to three good years left. And to me, that's being optimistic. I agree. To say that I'm going to run myself into the ground the same way I have for two years, and I'm going to be so good at that point, I'm still going to sign a big deal somewhere else, I don't think that's that's likely to happen at all. uh, Business move, it it depends on what – so the money up front is what the player would be after. The outs and the less – the the structure of the cap hits moving down the the path here based on the outs and the contract – would be what would be advantageous for the Titans to take advantage of. And you have to really be counting on the TV money to shoot that cap up. You're you're not going to be – they wouldn't cut him because that would count as dead cap money, right? Not in the next two years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, and and what's the likelihood of him actually playing out the two-year contract without holding out and demanding a contract a year from now? I think high. I mean, you can't hold out anymore because it costs you so much money. It costs him $50,000 a day. Unrefundable. And he's getting, uh, what would we say, 12 million, 12 and a half million? No, uh, the cash, well, next year. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. The cap number is 15 this year, 15.5 next year. So I, I just, if you can avoid the cap hits down the, down the road, but pay him now, but maybe that can't. is a good business decision for this year. But you can't. But again, the, the injury throws a huge. Uh, I mean, you can give him five wrench and everything, but that's so. not going to do anything, right? Yeah, I, it's just intriguing. I, I bring it up, guys, because oh, we haven't seen him as an extension-worthy player uh, in all of these reports, and then all of a sudden, the week after AJ Brown is traded, in it's in there as a wild Casual card, and it's mention. the top wild card in front of Hunter Renfro and um, is that an alphabetical Baker order? Mayfield? No, no, it's not. 
So again, like he's he's he did a huge column, an insider piece at ESPN.com. He being Jeremy Fowler, and mentions Henry as a possibility despite two years left. We'll on also the see um, tomorrow. They they have OTAs starting today. Practice OTAs. Today's closed. Tomorrow's open. Tomorrow morning, nine o'clock. I'll be there. Be interesting if he's there or not. Again, yeah. not a federal issue. No, but but, but interesting. It, yes, yes. Um, because what you can't say it. What you can't say anymore is with this team, oh, players not showing up, eh, it doesn't mean they're disgruntled because they just had somebody who was disgruntled. Yeah, and it was the same issue. And then you've got uh, Tannehill's not there and then does show up and it's, it becomes the press conference, right? So, um, and Henry's trained elsewhere and, and posts all the time what he's doing. And I have, and we have no doubts that whenever he shows up, he will be ready to go physically. Um, he'll be in shape and, and ready. And let's emphasize but again. He won't need an inhaler after one right. drink. Let's emphasize again. If Malik Willis develops behind the scenes this year mm-hmm. and they go into next offseason, no matter what happens this year, thinking that Malik Willis is their quarterback in 2023, they save 17.8 next year. That takes them from over the cap to under the cap with one move, a trade or a cut. And the salary cap, as a big issue for them, goes away next year. Or if so, Tannehill goes and wins the Super Bowl and gets the extension, then you can. Then you don't care. Well, but, but you can also you, you help out your cap as well based on the big money. Right. You'd extend now. him two years, and those numbers would come down. It was just uh, so you need one of those two scenarios. The cap you, you need Willis to get good enough to overtake Tannehill, or you need Tannehill to explode. Worst case scenario, Willis isn't ready, doesn't get ready, and Tannehill's the same guy, and they lose in the first round of the playoffs. Then, what do you do? Hit us up on Twitter with your thoughts. You can do that uh, on YouTube as well, Facebook page. Just search out OutKick360. We are back with more across the OutKick network. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. There are a couple new bullet points to update with Deshaun Watson Outkick 360 rolls on. I mentioned that Nick Foles had had been talked about as a backup option for Jacoby Brissett in Cleveland if the suspension comes down, if and when the suspension comes down. Foles is now the backup for Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. Uh, That deal uh, official today through the league. Um, The NFL is hoping to, and this is all through uh, Rusty Harden, and what he said, uh, Watson's uh, attorney down in Texas, uh, who said and updated some things uh, on the timetable. The NFL's hoping to have everything done this summer. Everything was the word used. Uh, the quote here that he told Cleveland.com, we should know what their position is initially sometime in June, and then everybody will figure out if there's going to be a hearing about it or can people work things out or whatever. The only thing that's certain is that they want to try to get everything done this summer and earlier than later in the summer. Past that, we don't really have any firm dates or possibilities. What I take this to mean, and I brought this up um, with Armando last week, uh, 
Paul, and, and Chad agreed because he, he found the timing of it perfect. If you're looking for a news dump, normally it's Memorial Day weekend. It'd be or this Friday. July 4th, which is the timetable. He's pushing. He said sometime in June. It can be, you know, right at the end of June, early July, and that's whenever we find out some things. Settlement talks are not happening, according to Rusty Harden. So if the NFL is going to suspend him, they're going to do it without any, um, any, anything being resolved between the 22 cases and Deshaun Watson. Again, that's coming from are, his attorney. Are 18 resolved or were 18 in position to be resolved when Miami was insisting there, on yeah, resolution? The, the reports were there were four or five. Four cases 18 were that were that either resolved or pending resolution that he would not agree to or that yeah that he would not agree to to um settle finish yeah but did that mean that they resolved the 18 or that they were poised to resolve the 18 or maybe they if like they made that they like the settlement terms of the other, i don't know yeah that's my uh, question that, that, I'd, I'd like to know the answer to that and uh watson's accusers will be on hbo this week so this story tomorrow is, night tomorrow night so this is a story that will be that's uh, Soledad O'Brien. that's going to be must watch i've got it set to record i will be watching did H- you see hbo notes this will be the first ever national tv interview for the women involved yeah, HBO that real sports show does they a good job of getting is it the all story. 22? Sorry, the all, the, I don't know. It's some. No, it's it, they just said some of the women involved. Yeah, yeah okay. not. I don't. don't I don't believe they'll have time for twenty-two. No. interview sound. And I can't believe they could have gotten all twenty-two. I'm but, guessing with things like this, they typically get two or three. I think Ashley Solis is one of them, uh, who's spoken to some degree before. Maybe with Jenny Vrentis. I'm not sure. Anyway, that, it's going to be uh, massive takeaways from that, and then it's going to be the big story Rust, on Wednesday. Rusty Harden through Watson will have a response to whatever they're saying on H. It's going to be craziness this week uh, in regards to that story. We'll have all of we'll have all of the headlines for you uh, tomorrow as well. John McClain will join us, and much more across the outkick. Much, Network. much more. Much more. Two o'clock Central, three o'clock Eastern. Don't block the box. Do lock the locks.